Welcome to Optimist in Progress. I'm your host, Tom Johnston, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Drea Letamendi. Good morning, Drea. How are you doing? Good morning, Tom. Happy 2022. It is great to be kicking off a new year and a really inspiring conversation, I think, as so many people are setting intentions. Today, we're picking up from our last conversation with Tara Roth, who is the president of the Gold Hirsch Foundation, and she spearheads the LA 2050 project. But what was really inspiring to me in conversation with Tara was when she talked, she referenced her parents, and she talked about with all the demands on her time, and with all of the things she has, responsibilities professionally and as a parent, she wanted to make sure that there was space in each day to laugh and enjoy it. And she described that as being life among living or life and making sure that there's space for life in all the living that you need to do and I thought that was a really interesting thing I think I can definitely identify with that having lots of to-do lists and lots of demands it can be quite easy sometimes especially when you're setting yourself up with goals to smile along the way and 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 take time to enjoy it as you go absolutely and to and to be able to enjoy all the things that we're working so hard for. And I think this is the time of year where it's important to reckon with um, not just some of the things that were hard, things that we lost, the, the things we missed out on, but also with some of the ways in which we can do exactly what uh, Tara suggests, putting life in the living. Early in the year, it is easy to feel the heaviness of the setbacks of the last year. Um, you mm. know, this brings up a lot of emotions. Usually the, the holidays and the new year, uh, it's a time that we feel heavy emotions. Some, some of us are dealing with seasonal depression, grief, uh, feelings of heavy loss. And of course, we are all thinking about this new variant of the COVID pandemic. And what's creeping up probably for most of us is this idea of like, gosh, what are we going to do if we go into a third year of this crisis? It's for many just a, a feeling of disappointment, um, overwhelm, you know, wondering when will this end? And and I, I think that's normal, uh, that that sense of not just deja vu of, of the uncertainties of the last New Year era, but but also just this sense of what can we do? Where do we go from here? And Tara's lifestyle and focus on putting life in the living is incredibly achievable and actually it's backed by science. These are the ways in which we do get through hard times, in which we do get through uncertainties and actually feel good and happy and joyful and together, you know, that, that connected feeling once in a while. So her recommendation is definitely one that we can all achieve and, and one that we should all think about. All right. So how do we do that? Because I love the idea of this. There's a tension, isn't there? I think we're all guilty of putting a lot of demands on our own time. We're all, particularly at this time of year, setting visions or intentions for the year ahead which kind of is going to require us to just do a lot of things. It, we're kind of setting ourselves up for some work to be done between where we are and where we want to be. How in that do we manage to 
create space to keep it light and keep it fun and keep it energized when we're pushing ourselves hard. Well, it's all about reframing. And this is generally speaking, a state of mind. And of course, that's an intentional process. So I have a few intentions that I want to share with you. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to invite people to think about, you know, this isn't necessarily one and done one thing that you do. This is a frame of mind. It's a way we take pause and think about our thinking. And, and I am remembering one phrase that helped us along the year, name it to tame it, um, which is something Dan Siegel talks about frequently, which is this idea of like, you know, be aware, be cognizant, be mindful of what's happening in your mind and body. And that puts you in control. That makes you more powerful. That makes you more effortful in changing your emotional state. That makes you more emotionally agile. Hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, right off the bat in the beginning of, of the year, what we should think about doing is planning pleasurable activities. So think about all the things that we can do that we are able to do that, that is safe for us to do. And, you know, immediately I think people go to like, well, I want to go to concerts and I want to travel and, you know, I'm planning vacations. No, no, no. I, I, I think this is about making it simple, plan a walk with a family member, um, plan a visit to a museum, um, plan a night in, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. And actually I want to invite people to think about all their senses that are available to them. You know, what are, what are the kinds, what's the kind of music you like to listen to? What are the kinds of foods that taste good to you? What are sort of the sensory things that feel good to you? Someone might say, might say, I just really like the feeling of the wind in my face. Well, plan that, you know, what, what is that a walk on the beach? Is that, you know, I'm cringing because I'm thinking about sandy waves and windy air uh, hitting me, (laughs) which is not my favorite sensory feeling, but for some people it feels great. So individualize it and plan for future activities. And that actually helps us stay oriented to the future. It, It keeps us hopeful because we are looking forward to something. And in this world of uncertainties, if we have to pivot a little bit or change our plan, that's okay. That reminds me of a couple of the conversations we had last year, particularly with Lizzie King and the chef mixologist Matthew Biancanello, who described taking huge pleasure in food or drink preparation. So Lizzie was talking about chopping and how actually just by making space in her day to to have no other interruptions when she was doing that. And Matthew, too, with some of the preparation that he does for making drinks, um, peeling a pomegranate, (laughs) which is quite tricky and pretty messy, but something that he could kind of almost meditate in when he was doing it. I think that those things, are it's quite easy to think about little moments of pleasure in a day requiring a big shift, like going for a massage or something that's a real kind of zone out you know run or an hour's yoga or something but actually these can be quite small bite-sized things that can be done um almost you know kind of on a day it can just be part of your day without causing much disruption it can and it differs for different people so it's important to broaden our awareness and think about the specific things that are, that are going to make us feel good and and again to plan it in the coming days, plan it in the week, plan it in the month ahead. 
um, just in order for us to feel, again, what Tara's saying, that there is a feeling of life in the everyday uncertainty and everyday mundaneness. Something else that I think is really important to do is to approach the coming days with this idea of intentionally saying yes. So saying yes right. to events, to um, actions, to behaviors, that allows us to feel more in control. It, it keeps us from feeling trapped or stuck, which I think a lot of people feel right now. They feel powerless. But yeah. feeling in control is really good for us. It's good for our mental health. And we can sort of reframe our uh, approach toward things if we feel as though we have agreed to it. We have some participation in what we're doing. So it's switching from, I have to, I have to pull the weeds. I have to go for a walk. Uh, I, I have to pick up my kid. Um, maybe it's, I, I will, I want to, I get to. And just mm -hmm. that little change in language can help us feel really on top of our world, really able to actualize our sense of effort and our sense of control in our lives. That's great. And also, I guess intentionally saying yes to things means that not everything's going to be planned out. There's going to be things that come along that would just be fun to do. And being open to just let those in seem like a really important thing too. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned too that some of us feel the heaviness of many of the losses and setbacks that we experienced in the last couple of years. And as we approach this new year, there is no expectation that we should just wipe those away or forget about that. Mm. Coming from a trauma-informed approach, I will say that it's good for us to take some inventory and to think about those losses once in a while. Acknowledging the setbacks and disappointments and, and the losses is a way for us to heal from them. Um, and I have a lot of clients who will tell me, you know, it's too hard to think about those things. And, and there's, there's one thing that we do together that might be helpful that, that I recommend. It's, it's making a pandemic losses list. And this is exactly mm. what it sounds. You sit down and you write out, you know, all the things you can think of that were disappointments, losses, things that never happened, um, setbacks that were directly related to to the crisis. And while doing the exercise can be challenging, it's really helpful in the long run because many of us try to avoid thinking about it. When we are acknowledging and naming the things that were difficult for us, it actually helps us gain a sense of perspective. You know, mm -hmm. gosh, well, you know, when I wrote down, um, you know, missing out on an important uh, reunion in the family, let's say, wow, that was, all, that was a whole year ago and things have changed since then or we've had a chance to connect in different ways. So it kind of lets you see the distance that you have from the loss as well as, uh, you know, allow you to kind of put it in a place so that you can move away from it when you need to. And one part of this too is the kindness that's required for acknowledging trauma and grief. You know, this, this involves a lot of self-compassion, our ability to be gentle toward ourselves when we have uh, setbacks, when we feel down, when we feel sick, when, you know, naturally we are, aren't at our best. And that self-nurturing process is incredibly healing. Um, mm -hmm. It 
it isn't, I wouldn't say as healing as therapy, but it involves the same process where you're giving yourself the space and the nurturing to heal. It's a really good balance, isn't it? I think it is so easy to look at almost like the perfect year ahead, the perfect kind of plan that's in front of you. How how can things go really well? And actually acknowledging that a lot of things have not been perfect and it's pretty unlikely that the year ahead will be perfect in every way either. Seems like a really important piece. So we've talked about planning pleasure, intentionally saying yes, uh, acknowledging what we've lost. What about things that are unexpected that could be great coming up? Is there any way of just not having everything too rigid and planned, making space for other things to come in and inspire us? That's the the important part of our evolution, our, our uh, post-traumatic growth following this crisis. And I love what you said, Tom, about kind of letting go of perfectionism. I think a lot of us are learning that, you know, wow, the world is changing, we're changing. And even some of our priorities and values have shifted and adjusted. And maybe the, the year ahead is about the embracing and the uh, just the sort of the welcoming of novelty and change. Um, a lot of us have learned to work differently. A lot of us have learned to approach relationships differently. A lot of us have learned, you know, to get politically involved or um, socially involved, right? You know, we have shifted in our worldview. And, and I think, you know, rather than say, well, gosh, this has been so demanding and draining. Sometimes we can think of this as a metamorphosis or, you know, a, a, a spark of change. And it's really healthy for us to embrace change and novelty in, in our lives. I believe that what Tara focuses on is a huge part of, you know, where, where things can be going. Um, what do we look for among innovators? What do we look for in ourselves as far as attributes and characteristics that will help us grow and do better for ourselves and each other? That to me is the is is one of the new ingredients for kind of setting intentions. It's just kind of looking at where where growth can come from and almost kind of planning for the unexpected, which seems like a really fun way to plan because I think it means that we you will be more fluid as things kind of pan out. And that involves a bit of humility. You know, I love that. We, we don't know what we don't know. Um, and yet we're bringing so much of our wisdom into this new year. And, and that's the question I'd like to invite people to think about. You know, what is it that they want to bring with them into this new year? Something that helped them be strong, resilient, mindful, peaceful, cheerful, humorous. Um, bring that into the new year and, you know, hold that close to, to, to yourself. Have that be a core value in your worldview. Well, Drea, thank you so much. It's great to kick off 2022 with some good reminders to make sure that there's some life among all the living that we've got to do. I'm sure there'll be lots this year. Um, and I look forward to continuing conversations and helping people build their practice of optimism. Um, so thanks for the conversation today and we'll speak to you soon. Likewise, Tom, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Optimist in Progress podcast brought to you by Optimist Drinks. 
This podcast is presented by Dr. Drea Lettermendi and me, Tom Johnston. It's produced and researched by Lisa Far Johnston, with original music from Reginald Science Perry and edited by Brian Ward and Aginia O'Dell. Email podcast at optimistdrinks.com with any questions or ideas and follow us at Optimist Drinks on Instagram for updates on upcoming shows.